What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Tell Me What You Know. Today is Wednesday, January 27th, and we're just going to do it. This is Season 3, Episode 1, Season 3 of Tell Me What You Know. If you were expecting we, more, just, yeah. just go with it. <clears throat> season 2 ended shortly. Shortly? We're off to a hot start. <laughs> it ended shortly. It ended short. We, well... First of all, the seasons are completely arbitrary. I'll tell me what you know. So that's right. This is season three, episode one. Some say that most shows hit their peak in season three. I feel we like. really figured out what, what what we're doing. You really got to get through the first couple episodes. Like they're really boring. You're gonna you really start to like the characters. It starts slow. <laughs> it starts slow. You're really gonna like it. We're like Mad Men. Just keep going. That's right. Um, we're gonna talk about GameStop. Today. Game stonk. It's in the news. You've probably heard about it. Jesus Christ. Game stonks. It's a verbal meme for so you. So funny. Uh, I guess we should start off uh, by saying that... Well, I'm not an expert. Are you an expert, Michael? No, I'm not an expert at all. Is this, this is, none of this is financial advice. I don't even know if, if I'm smart enough to even... If this is even necessary. It's probably not, but I just want to cover my bases and say this is not financial advice. This is just two outsiders... Who have really enjoyed viewing this whole thing happen? Yeah, uh, super interesting stuff going on with GameStop right now. Um, let's before we get to that, let's we got to stick a little bit to what we do here. Tell me what you know. So let's start with the one thing that you learned. You've had several weeks now, so I'm sure you've learned like five or six things since our last episode. I but give give me your best one. I have. Uh, this was an interesting thing I learned. Um, I learned that squirrels were originally eradicated in cities mm-hmm. and they had to be reintroduced into cities in the 1870s. Like uh, people would kill squirrels and, and they would just get them out of cities because, I mean, obviously they're a little vermin. But right. uh, in the 1870s, they started to reintroduce them. Um, and by the mid-1880s, the squirrel population in Central Park was back to 1,500 uh, and this was actually based on research done by uh, this guy, Etienne Benson. And uh, this was an article from – or a, a study from uh, uh, 2013. And I, I actually think it could be a larger topic to look at. But um, he talks about how um, feeding the squirrels became a way to, like, teach children, like, morals, like, how to be nice. Like, oh, feed the squirrels. It's just crazy to me. I didn't, I didn't know this. At all. Did you know this? No, why would I know that? I know. I don't know. <laughs> no, I didn't know that. I'm still thinking if the 1,500 squirrels in Central Park is a lot or not that much. It doesn't seem like that much to me. In 1880, because okay. they had all been killed, hmm. and then they actually had to, to like physically reintroduce them. And that's why do they have to do that? What was the – so they could – like uh, spread acorns and grow trees. Uh, yeah, essentially they wanted to like re-urbanize. They wanted to urbanize the squirrel, um, and it like brought Such a weird it brought move. nature to your your urban environment. It's really weird. Okay. They should do that with pigeons, but not bring them back. But not bring them back. Yeah. That would make sense. But yeah, that's what I. Well, that's, uh, that's that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> I learned that uh, it's just kind of a weird little story here. There in Japan, I don't remember when this was. Maybe a few years ago. When was this? Sorry, give me a second. 
This was, yeah, probably, okay, so the story is from 10 years ago. In Tokyo, uh, some officials wanted to go and congratulate what they thought was the oldest man in Japan at the time, Sojin Kato. Okay. He was, so on his 111th birthday, they went to his house to, uh, to like congratulate him. And his family was like, he doesn't want to see anybody go away, all this kind of stuff. Turns out the dude's been dead for like 30 years <laughs> and they were just collecting his pension. Oh. Like, the whole time. And like his, and he was a widower as so they were collecting his and his, his wife's pension, uh, this whole time basically. But they, he, but he was actually, they had him like in his bed. He was mummified. That's awesome. For like 30 years. Is there a movie about that? Not that I know of. That'd be a great movie. I think to try and get out of it, they were like, oh, he uh, has been taken a life of isolation. He's a living Buddha now. Like he's like doing his like, and so that's why, that's why I, I don't know. It seems like he just died and they were like, yeah, he's still alive. Give us his money. Did you find out how they, how they found out? Yeah. They, so like the, the, the people from the pension couldn't get in touch with them for years even though they were like making withdrawals from his account and all that kind of stuff. And so eventually they like launched an investigation and they got, went into the place, I guess. Got like a search They, found, they found him. Yeah. They found him in his bed in pajamas, but like just super dead. Oh, that's awesome. And, like mummified. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder how bad the smell was and for how long. Yeah. I, w- I was going to ask, you know, if they, what's it called when they, when they mummify, like what's that um, oil or whatever they wrap you in. So you don't smell. Anyways, formaldehyde. Formaldehyde. That's it. Yeah, I don't even know if he was wrapped in anything other than his pajamas. Anyway, <laughs> Sojin Kato, Kato, hundred eleven year old, but he was probably died when he was like 80, 81. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's what I learned. Interesting. Good scam. All right. <clears throat> Good scam. Great Let's scam. get into another. Is this a scam? Only when uh, neckbeards on Reddit do it, but not when hedge funds. Do yes. It. Got it. Depends on who – if it's the billionaires doing it, completely fine. Then it's fine. Okay. All right. So let's start off. We're talking about GameStop. If you haven't seen it in the news recently, I'm sh- I'm sure you have. But the GameStop uh, – so what is it? It's a brick-and-mortar video game store. I guess they have like an on- online retailer now as well because you have to. But, I mean, this is like the Kmart of for video games basically, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It's a completely – it's a place you used to go on like Fridays – after school and beg your mom to buy you a video game or to buy a console, or you went there because you had already beaten a video game and you wanted to sell it back to them for one fifteenth of the price that you bought. It right. For. Right. Notoriously bad at their buyback program or their, they don't think they had to sell it to you to begin with. But if you went there with a game that was like $60 and was maybe a month old, they'd give you like three forty seven in store credit for it. Right. Isn't that part Just of their terrible. business model that they were, Getting games and, that, then they, and then they'd sell for like 20 bucks or something. Right. They'd resell it for like a, yeah, 40% profit or something. Yeah. 130% profit. Yeah. Which is kind of ironic now that this is all happening. Yeah. But, uh, so in like J- July of last year, their stock price is around like five bucks, I think, which makes sense because they're kind of like a dying business. Um, in an industry that's completely online now, essentially, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess even I—I I don't know the stock that well, but would do you even think five dollars would have made sense? I mean, it—it it begs the question why these companies are still traded in this way. Yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I really, I really don't know. But anyway, so the stock is up like just incredible amount. It's up to like three hundred dollars as of this morning. It's a ten I think billion right now dollar company. 
it's valued at a $10 billion company, which that, that valuation has grown to that amount in like the last, I don't know, week, 10 days. Yeah. yeah something like that. Essentially. Uh, so a thread that I saw by this guy named Roaring Kitty. Does anybody know his That's, real name? Uh, I have no idea. That's his YouTube name. He's on Reddit under the username uh, Deep Fucking Value. <laughs> Basically, in August of last year, I, from what I understand, he saw the Chewy founder. Uh, is it Ryan Cohen? Yes. Ryan Cohen. Um, basically making moves buying GameStop stock, right? Yes. And I guess Roaring Kitty came to the conclusion that if you if you like listen to a lot of interviews with Ryan Cohen and you replace the word uh, pets with gaming, you can kind of see the exact same thing. Basically, like you create this experience for the customer that they get excited about, and you provide that in-person experience, but you do it online. Which is he said is what GameStop's trying to do. And it was announced about two weeks ago that Ryan Cohen is the CEO of GameStop. Right. Yeah. So he he started buying stock, acquired control, and yes. I guess the board uh, gave him the CEO spot. Yeah. Um And he had I think he had sold a lot of Chewy's stock. I mean Chewy he Chewy's multi billions. Right. Um, I don't know if, if you see it as like just betting on a person, like, kind of, yeah. I, I mean, a lot of people do that. Yeah. My problem with that was that with like the thread, at least like the logic there was that I don't, I, I agree that if you replace pets with gaming, it's a $150 billion market or something like that. Right. There's like double the size of the pet industry, I think. Uh, yes. So to- I, I agree that there's definitely like, I just there's something to get excited about in terms of like there's a lot of value there. You could, there's a lot of people that are hungry for that product. I just didn't think that GameStop would be the the vessel for it. Mm. I think even gamers hate GameStop. Like some people are like, oh, like a bunch of people who like love GameStop are pissed because it was so undervalued that that's why they're buying this stuff. Which mm-hmm. I don't think that's the case. I think they're more like, let's. I don't even know that they're gamers. They're just like let's stick it to the hedge funds. Well, you got to think that. Uh, just the name brand recognition of GameStop goes a long way. I mean, there's a lot of value in that in the gaming world, whether or not it's good or bad, really. Right. Um, so, like, just to read a couple of the quotes that he tweeted in this thread. Uh, he says that Ryan, this is a quote from Ryan Cohen. I really think it's all about creating experiences for customers to the extent that retailers are focusing on creating an amazing in-store experience that I think omni-channel strategy can make a lot of sense. So I kind of, I kind of read that as Ryan Cohen saying they have a brick and mortar presence, but we know how to do online so much better because of what they've done with Chewy and you know, the rest, uh, I, I think he, he sees it as like kind of what you're saying, like this empty vessel that he can take over and co-opt into what his vision for gaming would be. And if you just look at it sort of based on that, I think it makes a lot of sense to say, hey, Ryan Cohen, you've got a great track record. You just did this with Chewy. You obviously can understand how to like really get in the minds of customers. Maybe long term, three, four years from now, you're going to take this $5, $5 a share company and turn it into something. Twenty dollars share. Company. Yeah, yeah, or or more. I mean, I mean, but so so what's happened? I don't think has any uh, has nothing to do with Ryan Cohen taking over 
Well, let's the the company like very little, right? So let's get, let's take it back a step. Yeah, go ahead. Well, no, I, I, go ahead. Are you going to get get into the shorted aspect of it? Yeah. So I mean, from what I understand, like uh, the stock was undervalued by a lot of hedge funds, right? Or sorry, overvalued by a lot. Of, they they saw that there was too much value in the stock, right? They they didn't think it was as as valuable as they thought it was less valuable than it was trading for. I guess is what I'm looking to say here. Well, and we can even go back a little bit further that. Let's just say the stock market is an open marketplace of people right. buying and selling shares of a company, right? Yes. And the 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 free market value is like the the intersection point of the people that want to buy and sell that stock, right? Mm-hmm. That that should be like the price. Um, and like from my finance classes, it as what I remember, I just remember them always talking about like. The stock price is basically the net present value of all future cash flows in a company. Now, obviously, right. the stock market is emotional, which is what yes. we're kind of seeing right now. So, um, but yeah, you're 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 definitely right. Like, if you were looking at GameStop like Blockbuster, it should go bankrupt. Yeah, if you just look at it, not even as Blockbuster, just like as a brick and mortar retail store in 2021 or in 2020, even 2019, you're like, okay, there's no reason this store should be valued at what it, what it's currently valued. at. Right. Right. So I guess a lot of hedge funds saw that. I guess a lot of people in general saw that, but they decided to say, okay, let's, we're going to, we're going to be short on this. Then. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine GameStop was still just because it was kind of, a, it's still a bitch to download games for, a, a, I know that's changing. Sure. But yeah. uh, it is like so. So it is just nice for, to... for large parts of the country, for sure. Right, they just go in, grab the grab the disc for ten bucks. Right, uh, that makes. And a lot you still got to buy the console somewhere. Yeah, and the, and not all you can't always get them from like a Microsoft or something. Then you go to your local GameStop and pick it up. Day of, I don't know. Yeah. Um. Uh. So so yeah, the the hedge funds were shorting, uh, the stock, right? Which I think everybody because of this is now getting like a crash course in what that means like i always thought of like a short of just being like hey if you think a stock's gonna go down you would short it but i had no idea really what that means so yes i go if you want to take over the explanation of what that means go oh yeah no i'd love to sound like an idiot here (laughs) here's what i understand it to mean and i'm sure that this is not 100 percent accurate at all Basically, these these companies were saying, these funds were saying, okay, I think that the stock is going to be worth less, I guess, at some point in the future. So I'm going to short it, which means I guess they borrow these stocks. They sell them for the current price there, right? Expecting that price to go down. And so when they have to return those stocks, I guess these like margin calls or something like that. <laughs> I don't even know really. But when they, when they return those stocks eventually – that they're expecting that price to be lower, in which case they profit off of the original sale sell they made on those borrowed stocks. Right, right, right. Like if if, if you've if you've been on Reddit and reading about this, you've probably seen the banana and the ape and the snake way of explaining this, which is like an explain it to me like you're six, which I'll just do right now yeah. for anybody listening. Yeah. Basically, the way it was explained was, uh, let's say five bananas uh, cost ten dollars, right, and one ape has five bananas and the snake is sneaky and says, I don't think that those bananas are worth $10. Hey, ape, let me borrow those bananas for a little bit and I'll give them back to you in the future. 
And so the ape gives them to the snake, and the snake sells those bananas for $10, expecting that when the price goes down to $5, he can just buy $5 bananas and return those five bananas to the ape and pocket $5 of profit. Correct. Well, all the apes, this is where the short squeeze comes in. I guess all the apes find out what the snake's doing. And these apes, in this case, are people (laughs) on Reddit. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And they say, hey, wait a second. If we all just buy all these bananas and hold them, the value is going to be more than $10. And then not only are we going to make money, but this fucking snake's going to be just completely out of luck here. Correct. Correct. So that's basically what happened. All these Reddit people are apes and the bananas are GameStop stock. And they are just buying up all these GameStop stock, which also... And something I completely don't understand when they, in order to like, I guess, uh, hedge their losses on these, on these shorts, they have to end up buying more stock in it. Right. Which causes the price to go up as well. Well, they have to buy it back. Right. So they have to say, Hey, I have to get, I have to get this stock because I'm being called on it. Correct. And if people so are holding it, the price it, ends up going up. So right. you have to find somebody who has the stock and then tell them and convince them, convince them to give it to you. And that price can keep going up and up and up if you can't right. find somebody to give it to you. Um, yeah. I think that's where my like attachment to, to, to what was going on, or at least the stock market in general, is that uh, – shares are finite you know like it's a it's Mm -hmm. a it's a supply and demand curve i mean i know like you kind of know all this stuff but you don't really think about it you don't think it through all the time especially i I just don't follow this world that much yeah and so yeah like that part i don't understand like if if you were a hedge fund and you owned a lot or you didn't own it you sold the the GameStop stock and now somebody is saying hey i want it back Right, and now you're going well. Shit, I need to find you GameStop stock. It's not like I can just give you money, right? You know, it's like I, I have to give you this this asset, and therefore I have to go out into the free market and get it. And like, if if to your point, like Reddit and everybody's like, no, nah, everyone hold, like fuck you. Uh, that that price yeah. is gonna go bonkers, which is kind of what's going on. And so yes. and so a bunch of the in the hedge funds and the more uh, established investors are basically crying, crying about this and saying it's creating market volatility, which sure probably is. Um, but Hey, like, what do you want to do? Uh, is it market manipulation? Sure. I, I guess. I don't, I mean, I don't know enough about it, but from what I've been reading is that like, well, a lot of people are saying, and obviously I'm sure they have skin in the game, but they're like, oh, well, when these hedge funds do this exact same thing, it's, it's called free market. But when we do it, it's called market manipulation. The SEC needs to be coming in to investigate and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, like, uh, I guess, I mean, technically I think market manipulation is illegal. For sure. Right. I would imagine 100% illegal. But I wonder how. I wonder how the law is written to say, hey, if we just post on Reddit a fact and yeah. it organizes people in order to go buy GameStop stock. Uh, we can just call it GameStonk from now Game on. GameStonk. <laughs> it's just a GameStop Cause, stock. Because if, if, if there are other people out there watching, uh, if you watch the first season of Billions, 
this happens mm-hmm. to Axe, the main the 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 main character. He uh, is shorting a, a, a trucking stock, and the the way it's supposed to be is like people don't want to disclose stocks that they're shorting because then it opens them up into this the situation that <laughs> these people are in that um, that hey like hey if we just if we drive up the price of this that we can make this other guy really have to pay for it. So you're supposed to do this kind of like in private. But he, the word gets out that he's shorting this trucking stock, and then uh, his adversary finds this out and starts pumping the stock, like buying as much of it as he can. And so, yeah. um, but obviously, the Paul Giamatti character, who's like the regulator, he's the U.S. attorney. Uh, it's it's actually his dad. So he, he he goes to his dad. Sorry for the spoilers if you haven't watched this. And it's uh, okay. Uh, Goes to his dad and is like, "You have to, you have to wait for this to drop, and you have to sell at a loss. Otherwise, the SEC, like the Civil Regulatory Commission of the Securities and Exchange Commission, will come and like prosecute you. And I would have to prosecute you because you broke the law. So, like, I guess if you do it as an individual, it can be market manipulation. But if you do it as a big group and it's like decentralized and it's just kind of like, hey, it's just." general information people are buying GameStop stock yeah um i I guess the fear is is that at some point the music's gonna stop and all these like small time investors who maybe put in like 500 bucks like you're gonna get crushed like it's gonna go to it's gonna go to five bucks again and you're you're not gonna yeah i mean somebody's gonna get left holding the bag for sure right um i was talking it's like a an inverse game of musical chairs right like you don't you don't want to be the last one with a seat there. You want to get out of that game as early as possible. Right. And it seems like, so have you been on the wall street bets Reddit? This is like kind of the Reddit that's been pumping GameStop this whole time. Yeah. I haven't, I it haven't is a weird, at all. it's a weird atmosphere, man. Um, these guys are, it's very much like, I don't know. They're, they're like, okay, like we're, we're not going to like, buy and hold we're not selling we're not doing all this stuff it's like a whole like uh community of these people who are so adamant about all this and there's so there's like i mean who knows when it's real but it's or whether it's real or not but like oh yeah here made my million made like, so many people made life-changing amounts of money over the, over the last like week with this just following this thing but they're like you know uh it, it turned it showed kind of the darkness of it as well because the guy andrew left from citron research who was one of the i guess hedge funds who was big on shorting the stock. Uh, he came out and I guess it, it ended up being that his, his, he and his family ended up getting like death threats and stuff like that from people. They like hacked his Twitter account, all this kind of stuff. Cause he was like shorting the stock and they're like, well, we're going to stick it to the man type thing. Right. And it got turned a little ugly. I don't know. There's going to be a movie. It'll be the next big short. What's his name? Lewis is writing the book right now. For this Michael movie. Lewis. Yeah. Michael Lewis is writing the book right now. Um, I don't know. It's really, really interesting to to watch, though. It it's definitely interesting, and and it will. I mean, there's been sort of a a movement over the last ten years to say, uh, you know, people with money. It's kind of like that saying, you know, your first million's hard, and then like your next million's easy. Like it, like once you have money, making more money is even easier. Yeah. And so there's been sort of this movement to to say, oh. Like if you if you're wanting to raise money for your next startup venture, 
you used to only have to you used to only be able to raise money from accredited investors, which meant they had to have like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year of income, um, and and so that that pretty much limited your pool of people that could give you money, and then right. that also limited the pool of people who could make money off of startups. Right. So right. like this movement towards uh, getting rid of these regulations and getting more money, like regular people's money in the game uh, and, and kind of have these products like Robin Hood, who kind of did this for stocks. Like, let's yeah. let's get rid of like you can set up a trading account and you can be trading in minutes. And like you, you don't need to, uh, you know, set up a, a brokerage account with E-Trade and, you know, it kind of had all these walls to it. It literally takes eight minutes to set up a Robinhood account. Yeah. Um, the, the, the thing there is, is I don't understand why, because I know they've had some, some really sad stories about like kids getting, like being able to, to buy stocks on the margin. Yeah. So basically buy, buy stocks with a credit card. Right. Um, is that, I don't understand why they're giving that out without looking into the people's income history and, credit yeah. rating and stuff like i don't understand that like i think if somebody committed suicide is like 20 oh yeah and no, i think there's been a couple of those yeah um so that i don't understand like the ethics of doing that i'm all for i'm all for like actually opening it up and letting people take their own risks but um i know i, I see it as definitely a slippery a slippery slope um and i don't know exactly where the line would be i do know the line is way before giving a 20 year old a million dollars credit Right. I do know it's before that. Probably just don't let there be credit card purchases. I was imagining. Yeah. Imagine. Yeah. Link it to a bank account and then go from there. Well, I mean, I, I think it. I think you can go even further and, and just say, um, are things like options trading really helping the market? Mm-hmm. Uh, that I, I, it. it I was watching a regulator and they'll be like, we're, we're trying to protect investors. Um, but it's like, what about protecting the, the companies that are go that are, that are coming to the free market, coming to the, to the exchange, trying to just raise money for their business. And they're having to deal with people who are manipulating their stock and manipulating their business. It forces them to do weird things. Like I, I, I understand the, the desire to want to say like, Hey, if you, if you want to bet on something and there's a, there's a instrument to do it, go ahead. But at the same time, like you could be, I, I'll use the example of like an Elon Musk. I know he's been for a long time, really uh, angry at the short sellers at Tesla. And I even think he right now would be like, yeah, the stock price of Tesla is insane. But at the same time, yeah. like, like, I hate you because you're just shorting the hell out of my stock, making it harder for me to like push my vision and like achieve my actual goal, which is not to drive my stock as high as it can be. I want to go to Mars or whatever. I want to change like the automobile industry. Um, And so like that mission is now somehow being affected by these basically like armchair (laughs) traders uh who, who aren't really doing anything except pushing yeah, it's money just a, around right i mean like with i feel like day trading has been a thing for a long time but it's so easy now for like retail traders to get into the game just with an app yeah right so it's just opened up the door to so many more players in the market totally 
And I mean, you look at what did this Rowan Kitty guy? Which did you say he made twenty million dollars? Yeah, he invested like I don't know how much money back in August of last year. Basically, I know nothing about this guy other than what I've seen from his like Twitter profile. I haven't seen enough of his like YouTube page or anything to even know if he's like got these credentials or if he just got lucky or what. I imagine he knew what he was talking about. But he basically saw an opportunity with the the Ryan Cohen thing and went all in on uh, on GameStop in August of last year and turned like 50k into 22 million or something like that. Yeah, which is well. And now there's six months. And now they're saying you know they're this can be applied to other companies. And so right. now, so now, so now, yeah, the Reddit community is talking about AMC. Theaters. All these legacy stocks, right? Like BlackBerry and Nokia are, are up big today. Yeah. AMC movie theaters are up big. Uh, it's weird. But what, one thing I saw, and I don't, I don't fully understand this, is that I don't know exactly what it means when they say that like GameStop was the most shorted stock of all time. Basically, I guess there was so much, uh, so many ideas that like the stock, everybody was just shorting it. I guess right, and that we wouldn't, we none of these other stocks are shorted like that not somebody's like not to say that uh you couldn't do something like you couldn't turn a profit with it i don't know again not giving out advice but uh that nothing will we'll never see anything like what we're seeing right now at gamestop with any other stock ever basically right well i i think i see what you're saying there like are you, are you saying uh like amc is a viable business it's just we're, we're currently in this weird pandemic thing and at some point we'll come out of it and movie theaters will be a thing again, and like, yeah, I don't, I'm not. I'm not sure that I'm saying that. I'm saying that I, that people, from what I read, shorted GameStop, GameStop, unlike they've ever shorted anything else, and to the to the extent which we will never see a stock be shorted again. Right. Okay. From what I've seen, and so like that the the potential for like this thing's up like 500 percent, right? Like, yeah, crazy amounts of of, of like like exponential returns on this thing. Yeah. Like. There's not one. I don't think it's like legal to short a stock as much as they shorted this thing. <laughs> like, uh, and two, it's just like uh, I, I, I mean, who knows? I'm taking this off some dude on the internet, but well, it, it also it uh, it's like a, the perfect storm of 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 a short squeeze, yeah. basically. Well, it was also pushed by uh, what is his name, Michael Burry. Yeah, but he even he's come out and said that it's dangerous and insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's happening right now? Yeah, but yes, yeah. Michael Burry, the guy who had the billion dollar bet against the housing market from the big short Christian Bale in the big short Christian Bale in the big short. I <laughs> yes. think there is something with the stock market. And this is something I think as you look at um, probably like the wisdom of the crowd type thing, like, like people following like, Oh, somebody hears that GameStop stock is sh- so shorted and they kind of want to try to do the same thing. And like, there's like this herd mentality and people make a lot of money in the stock market by being contrarian. And right. I could see Michael Burry, and I, I don't, I haven't seen what what he'd said exactly about this, but hey, if if you're gonna short it so much, you, you're probably wrong just on the face of it. Right. So I'm gonna buy. It. So I'm gonna buy it. He bought like 1.7 million shares. Yeah, and bought 1.7 million shares, and I think cashed out like close to 30 million dollars now. But now, but to to the point about the regulators, that the money he's taking is pumped from regular people, right? Like right. coming in and buying, wanting that stock or yes. from hedge funds having to buy it to right. pay back the, the other people. 
like the, or try their shorts. And, try and stave off their losses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's going to be an interesting time. I know, like I saw that the Biden administration is now looking at this. Um, so many great memes out there as well. Yeah. It's like Biden's just trying to get a PS5. That's why I'm looking into it right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely uh, can understand people's frustration that, um, hey, when Main Street does something, people freak out. And and when Wall Street, Wall Street. does it and the hedge, yeah. hedge funds do it, you know, fuck yeah. everybody else. It is bullshit. Yeah. But, yeah, um, I mean, these guys, it's, it's also like uh, just the internet flexing again as well. You get some people, like-minded people, just with one goal on the internet, and they can pretty much do whatever they want to do. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, even think about uh, the way that those day traders, they, they, they spend like $27,000 on a Bloomberg terminal so that they can put up a wall of information and they can trade on stuff before people that don't have $27,000 to buy, to buy that terminal. It's like right. I, it's a free market and stuff happens, but and, and like it's that's totally fine. But at some point, like don't get mad at people organizing and being like, hey, why don't we all do this if everyone's shorting it? I, I don't know. I'm conflicted about whether or not I think it's like bad or wrong or what, whatever the word you want to put there is. Yeah. Well. Oh, it looks like there's a big call for january 29th like 20 million shares on gamestop so this thing's probably still just going to go up even more <laughs> yeah well so and that that's a, a key part of the the short sell right like i'm going to borrow these these shares and then i'm going to have a Until, date when i have to give right. it back to you which right. makes sense like there has to be some time oriented yeah uh thing just some random like stuff as well which i mean just i would just go to twitter read up there go to wall street bets read up there for more actual information rather than what you got here today but yeah. like uh i mean they're putting hedge funds out of business i think melvin's gonna file for bankruptcy like this friday or something i guess that's when their call comes up or something yeah but, um the other guy uh citron research it's just nuts like it was i, re I read somewhere for every 12 dollars the stock increased this was a, a day or two ago like uh like a billion dollars was lost by hedge funds or something like that so well that brings up an interesting point too like if they just declare bankruptcy and you're not going to get the money back, doesn't that decrease the value of your stock? Because there isn't a huge player out there that that is trying to, you know, trying to get the stock to return to the short seller. Like, as I understand it, like if you go into bankruptcy, you have to, it's like forced negotiation. Now you're at like a, yeah. Anyways, it's going to be interesting. It is. It's also going to be interesting what, to see this Reddit thread eventually turn on each other when people are like, okay, it's, I got to get out. It's way too high. Yeah. And then that starts happening. And then, because right now they're like, you know, don't even, they think like bots in the media are like, are the ones diverting them away from uh, GameStop and onto things like AMC and BlackBerry and Nokia. Hmm. They're like, no, it's all, this is all a mess. They're trying to get us off GameStop, stay on GameStop. <laughs> It's nuts. It is nuts, dude. It's straight uh, gambling. Yeah. Crazy. All right. Anyway, that's going to be today's show. I'm going to go follow the ticker for a little while. Yeah. Oh, market closed, 430. Oh, yeah, we're good. Yeah. Well, this is when it does all its all the dirty work. This is when it starts like going crazy, I feel like. Could. It very well could. 
because they have to end up buying their shares and stuff at the end of the day, right? <laughs> the uh, aftermarket? I don't know. Yeah. That's something, I, again, I don't even understand how that works. <laughs> no, I think like these funds have to like make their final calls by four, right? So then, anyway, yeah. I have no idea what I'm talking about. No don't idea. Don't listen to anything we just said. Just go look at all this stuff and, and be as interested in, in all as we can. Listen, if you had like, if you put a thousand bucks into this thing like six months ago you'd be a millionaire right now you have to listen to us talk so that's right <laughs> think about that try and find the next one <laughs> all right guys everybody have a great uh great week we can start saying that now since it's releasing on monday that's right have an incredible week welcome to february welcome to february closer and we to will spring. see you all what closer to spring closer to vaccination hopefully yeah hopefully get your vaccine get your vaccine spay and neuter that's right <laughs> All right, see you guys. See ya.